we have a set of four teachers that diligently tells the stories of Jesus just to explain his character and what the kingdom of God is like. Um, Lisa Duke and Kathy Lowe and Marissa Fox and myself, really we get the joy of being able to facilitate this discussion about Jesus in their own worship service. The Children in Worship program um, uses materials like wooden figures and buildings and felt pieces and um, stones. And we even have a piece of the desert um, because so many stories of God were told in the desert. So we even have a piece of the desert in our room with us. These stories come to life and they have an opportunity to respond to them afterwards through silence or through artwork or through prayer or maybe they even take these figures and they reenact the story themselves and all of this is done so that these guys can get to know God and his teachings better you know they've been prepared through the years and and now they're ready they're ready not only are they big in number and stature but that room in there is a little small but this room guys is big It's a big worship space. And so they're ready to hear the word of God and to sing praises with him along with all generations, not just kindergarten through third grade. And, and you know, they're ready to to respond to what they see and hear in the world around them. So guys, as you leave this Children in Worship Center and begin to worship alongside of your larger church family um, in this big worship space, you know, I challenge you guys. I challenge you guys to listen well. Some things that you hear in this big worship space is going to be crystal clear to you. And other things is going to remain a mystery. And that's okay. Because you know what? It's crystal clear to some of these guys, and it's a mystery to them as well. So you're not alone in your quest to follow God. Um, So listen well. Ask questions. Um, ask questions not only to the people that are standing back behind you, but ask questions to these guys out in the congregation. Um, they're here to kind of work out this life of following Christ together. So use that resource around you. Um, we want to give each one of you a special, um, just a token of of your time in children and worship and kind of graduating into this larger worship space together. So I have Lisa Duke, who's one of the teachers with me, and she is going to help me pass these out. Um, Lisa, you, you got me over here. She's why I'm going to keep talking while you pass out. Is that all right? Not pass out literally, but pass the boxes out. Okay. All right. So she's going to pass you guys a box. Um, it is a special gold box. Um, it's going to, uh, hopefully, that will remind you of some of the gold boxes that we used in children in worship. The parables are always told out of a gold box. The gold box will remind you that the Word of God has been given to you. It is a gift, like the parables were, that no one can take away. And also, inside the box, you have a set of cards representing just some of the many, many stories that we've told each week in children in worship. Take these little cards. They represent kind of like those bookmarks that we have in the scripture in the Bible in our worship center. They represent stories, and you can look them up on your own in your own Bible. And there's some questions that help you to interact with them um, so that you can understand your Bible better. And also in your box, you have a Christ candle of your own. 
right? And that reminds you that Christ is with you. And he's with you all the time. Just like we've talked about so many times in in Children in Worship, we've talked about that Christ was in one place at one time, but now where is he? In all places at all times. That's right. And so he is there with you. So the Christ candle will be with you as well to remind you of that. Man, I'm telling you, I'm going to miss you guys. I really am. I'm going to miss you. But I'm going to see you around, I know. But, yeah, and you're going to have lots of other people to meet and to be with. And as a larger church family, I just encourage you, get to know these kids. Talk to them. Interact with them. Share what's going on in your lives. And they, too, believe me, will share with you what's going on in their lives. Um, I just, uh, I think that these kids are truly gifted by God, and uh, you can help them. You can help them show the way to Christ, even in your small interactions, or by teaching in Sunday school, or ushering with them in church, or going to camp with them, or listening to their stories, or loving on their parents and grandparents. Um, We are a church together, and these kids are going to add so much to our worship time together. So now, um, let us have our last little blessing together as our children in worship. Every, every week we leave with a blessing, and so I'm going to do our last blessing with you together. All right, so um, now we're going to talk some more about what you get, more stuff that you guys get to do as you're going into fourth grade here. Um, so one of the things is that uh, you get a new Sunday school classroom on in the middle hour in between the services on Sunday mornings. Um, and that is a class taught by uh, Bill and Colleen Scheid. So Bill is here, and he's going to talk a little more, more about that. And then we have another gift for you. Hi, everyone. So uh, I've been uh, privileged to be able to teach fourth grade Sunday school, which is uh, what is the Word of God, for about seven years. Uh, Colleen has helped me. And then uh, we have some great teenage helpers, too. So Colleen Grimm who's been with me a few years. I hope she comes back. We keep joking that uh, she hasn't passed the test yet, so she keeps coming back to help me. But uh, uh, she's been doing great. And, and so what's great is your children are um, taught by uh, some older folks, thank you, in the congregation, some younger folks in the congregation. And we come together and we look and we build on the foundation that you just heard from Kathy, a great foundation of, you know, what is worship and who is God. And, you know, we start taking that a little further about what is his word, what are these stories we've been hearing? Um, what is the truth? How did we get it? And even like how is it structured? A little, some sort of school-like stuff, but it's important to know how the Bible is the way it is. And, and more importantly, like as God's word, what does it mean to us? So we see people in the Bible like you've been hearing and learning through the stories, and we look at like how are they real people? What I love about the Bible is that uh, it's about real people with failures and triumphs, with questions and doubts and victories. And, uh, and so we dig into that more. We put ourselves in the middle of the story and we say, wow, what would I have done in this situation? And how is it these people made their choices and how has God helped them? So we have a cool year ahead of us. I'm uh, really excited to be teaching this group. It's always an energetic group and it's never the same, no matter uh, how many years you do this. So that's exciting for me. And I'm looking forward to uh, learning more with you about God's word this year. So, so we're going to present them each with a Bible and it has their name engraved on the front. So Bill's going to read off the names, and then we're going to hand the Bible to the parents as the uh, main disciplers of these kids, and then we'll have the parents hand it to the, to the kids. So this is for Simon Well. 
paid at? And Amir Martin. James Stockdale. Darvell Martin. Joel McSwain. Kiara Montgomery, Kelly Vanderveen, Charlotte Dixon, Elizabeth Kirchner, and Ava Martin. All right, so the parents can go ahead and hand those to the kids if they haven't already. <laughs> so you guys can bring these snazzy new Bibles with you when you come on Sunday mornings to uh, the class that Bill teaches. Um, there's one more opportunity I want to talk about for you guys as you're going into fourth grade here, um, and that is Mega Blast. I don't know if you guys have heard the, uh, this word being thrown around. It's kind of a crazy word, um, and you might be saying, what is Mega Blast? Um, it's kind of a, like a youth group, but for fourth through sixth graders, um, we get together on Tuesday nights. Um, it's every other Tuesday, the second and fourth Tuesday of each month. And um, we have pizza, and there's a games, and a Bible story, and small groups um, with some consistent small group leaders throughout the year um, that these kids can get to know. Um, and we do it on Tuesday nights because it is right after the uh, Treehouse program that we do over at Pleasant Hill. And a lot of the kids from the Treehouse program, they come over for the Mega Blast and come and, and hang out at our church that night as well. Um, and then we also do it as a way for you guys, something that you can invite your friends to. Um, it's really fun, and there's pizza. Everybody loves pizza, right? Um, so, so it's a really good time, um, and it helps us to uh, learn how to be missional, how to share the good news of Jesus with other people. Um, so that's something else that you guys are invited to that's going to be starting here in just a couple weeks. Um, now, before you go... I have Shalem, the Shalem True, that I'm going to invite up to the stage here. And uh, Shalem is a seventh grader, so he's coming out of the fourth through sixth grade time period. And he's going to talk a little bit about what he's learned about biblical integrity and missional centrality and what he's experienced in the past few years here. Hi, I'm Shalem True, and you might know my mom, Shama. She's over there. Uh, and today I'm going to be talking about what I learned about biblical integrity integrity for the past few years. It's been hard because since my brother died, my mom was crushed, and we would just go to church to go to church, and when I got older, I realized I had a hole, I had a hole in my life, and when me and my mom came to College of Presbyterian Church, I met all these nice people, and they helped me teach, they, they helped teach, taught me that the right way, and the right way, and the wrong way, and they taught me God is the only way. And Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. 
This means to me that God is always there for me because at times I thought me and my mom were alone. But when I learned about God, it was just called, it changed my whole perspective. We were already going to church, but I just went to church to be there. But when I got older, a little bit older, I started getting into the, into the word more. Now I'm going to tell you, now I'm going to tell you that what I learned about missionary centrality the, for the past few years, for the past few years. In my first year at camp, I learned about to, I learned how to be friendly and open up to people and get to know people and how to, to get to know myself better. I also was in Wiz Kids and I met this wonderful lady who took me to this Christian Boy Scouts uh, program and she became my mentor. And she took me to this wonderful place called KA Kids Across America where you can meet kids all around the country. When she invited me to this, th- these things, I got the mentality of inviting others to hear about Jesus. Then when I first met my friend Jair, it was at College Hill, at the College Hill Library, and we started getting close enough that I decided I wanted to take him to church. And so he started liking it, and he started wanting to come back. And then he started crash, and he learned about God. And he said he wanted to come clo- to be closer to him. And a couple of days after crash, he came to my house, and we prayed about all the bad stuff that's going on in our lives. And we would we we came come out on top and become stronger and wiser in God's eyes. <sighs> so now I want to challenge everyone here: How are you going to apply what you read in the Bible to your life, and how are you going to share the good news of Jesus with others? Now I'm going to invite Jeff Martin up to the stage to introduce the Jesus University group. Helen asked me to speak a little bit, <clears throat> sorry, I need a cough drop, about our time in Columbia. Didn't realize I was inter- introducing your group, so I apologize and prepared for the actual introduction part. But, uh, my name is Jeff Martin, and my wife and I adopted Victor and Jesus about five years ago from Columbia. And um, it's been quite a journey. It actually started with Renee and Zach Vanderveen. They started their adoption journey a year or so before we did. <clears throat> And they got a call that said, you know, we've got a couple girls that match your profile, but they've got a whole bunch of brothers, <coughs> sorry, and sisters um, that still need a family. And so Kristen and I talked about it. And the two boys that, you know, we felt, sorry, called to adopt. And a lot of people, you know, might take a long time to decide to do it. It took us, you know, maybe a day to figure out we need to do this. Um, so I called Zach and I said, hey man, is this weird? Like, they're brothers and sisters and cousins, like, you okay with that? And he said, yeah. <clears throat> so we did it. Um, and it's been a, a, a real, a real joy. Sorry, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm embarrassing my wife. Too. <laughs> Sorry about that, babe. Um, so why don't I move on to maybe some stories about our time in Columbia and, and lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I did not speak a lick of Spanish. I knew like hola and adios. Um, and when we first got there, Jesus was nine. He was real little and, and our hotel had a uh, swimming pool and we're like, well, these little boys full of energy. Let's take them swimming and wear them out. So Jesus, you know, 
we didn't know if he could swim or not, and I can't ask him because, you know, he doesn't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. So he just runs into the pool and yells, I caramba, like real loud, and jumps into the pool and sinks to the bottom. I still don't know what I caramba means. Um, probably means I'm crazy. Um, and so Kristen and I are sitting there, and we're like, I mean, this is lit- literally the first afternoon that we got the boys. So you know, he sinks to the bottom, and we're like, is he getting up? You know, like, and he, he was, we left him down there for a while. Finally, I, I jumped in, had to drag him out of the pool. He couldn't swim, um, which was pretty funny. Um, and then another story that my kids like to, to tell us, um, it was hot, and I either, I, you know, it's Columbia, it's real hot down there, and I either forgot to pack deodorant, or I didn't, um, or I lost it, I don't know, and so Kristen's like, go to the, the market and go buy yourself some deodorant because you're starting to smell. And, okay, so I go, but I don't know how to, you know, I can say, donde esta? I don't know. You know, what, so I'm like in the, you know, donde esta? And I'm like making all these, and, and the, the people in the store, they got a kick out of that. Um, my kids still do. They're actually telling that story uh, just the other day. So um, quite an experience. Um, Columbia was a great, it was a great country, and I know they've got a little tribute to it today. A lot different than I thought. Um, we didn't learn a lot about it growing up, um, and even through school, but it's a beautiful country, beautiful city, real modern, not scary, um, a lot less coffee and uh, drug cartels than I thought would be down there. It's, it's real safe and clean, um, so we're honored to have some connection to it, and uh, honored to have Helen and her group come down and, and do their thing. the seventh graders to come up and we want them to come up um, on their own without their family Um, we do recognize that the family continues to be important as kids grow up but we also want kids especially as they get into seventh grade we want them to be making their faith their own and kind of making their own decisions about uh, what they're going to believe and how they're going to follow after Jesus Um, come on guys I know you're here there you are all right awesome okay so you guys can kind of line up here. Um, all right, and while they're coming up here, I will tell you about the core values. Um, as they get older, we've got more core values that they're going to learn about. I'm standing in their way here. All right, um, so we've, we really want you guys to be learning, uh, starting to learn to live into these three core values, along with the other three that they've already been learning about for the past few years. Um, So accountable community um, is just, well, there's the questions, who is your core group of friends that you're following Jesus with, and how are you encouraging and challenging one another? Um, We define accountable community as just committing to a core group of people who follow Jesus together. Um, So real simple. And we want you to find that in the things that we do here and in your lives. Um, And thoughtful theology How are you learning more about your faith and other faiths? What are some things about the Christian faith that you struggle with? Um, That's just understanding more about who God is and how he works. Um, And then center-focused spirituality. How is Christ ruling in your life? And in what areas of your life is Christ not king? Um, So that's just focusing on who Jesus is 
and what he's done and allowing him to rule in our lives. Um, so those are the things we're going to be talking about for the next few years. We want to go down the line here and have you guys introduce yourselves. So just hand you the mic and then you guys can pass it down. Hi, my name is Precious. Um, I'm 13 years old, and I'm from Nigeria. Hi, my name is Lucas Fox, and I am 12 years old. Hi, I'm Shaylin True, and I'm 12 years old. Hello, I'm Aiden. I'm 12. Hello, I'm Zach Williams, and I'm 12. Hello, I'm Ben, and I'm 13. I'm Hannah Kirshner, and I'm 11. I'm Amaya, and I'm 12. I'm Mariah, and I'm 13. Andrew, I'm 37. Uh, look at this group. Aren't they wonderful? Uh, they are just a good-looking crew. We see, we see the transition into seventh grade, just a crucial year. So this is another one of those milestones why we're having it uh, at this year. Uh, we've got a couple gifts for you, uh, and they center around... Uh, the main thing we're going to be doing is, is crash. We have foundation hour um, on Sunday morning, uh, and that is, you know, again, living into the thoughtful theology, learning more about God, who he is, uh, what he does, why he does it. Uh, and that's taught by um, Bill Custer. Uh, and it's a, it's a fantastic class. Uh, they do a great job there, and you're going to grow, grow in depth over the next couple of years there. Uh, but crash, uh, crash is a little different. That's where you're going to find a lot of community. And we've got these, uh, these books this year. Uh, so these, these go through what we're going to be talking about at Crash every week. Uh, and so there's, um, our, our main focus at Crash this year is really building uh, accountable community uh, so that you guys can um, come to one another and trust each other, hear what's going on in each other's lives, uh, and really build into each other. And that's something, again, for our whole church. Uh, how is your community? Do you have the people around you that uh, are building into you and that you pour into and encourage uh, that's something we really want all of us to have here, and I think I think there there is a lot of depth uh, of that. There's some groups here that meet for like, I don't know, some small groups have met for like 30 some years together, right? I, I can th- I see a couple people, you know, it's like they've met for forever and have supported each other. That's the kind of friendship we want you guys to have, uh, and that we want everyone in the church to have. So just a thought for you: Do you have accountable community? Do you have the group of friends either here at church um, or around that can really pour into you and encourage you? But that's the main thing we're really going to be focusing on for you guys moving into the crash group is the community. So Robin's going to pass out these books. There's also, um, we're giving you a coupon thing here. One way we want you guys to build community is reading your Bible. Uh, on the back of it, it has a Bible reading plan. We want you to read your Bible on a daily basis, which is something that we try to uh, build into you fourth, fifth, sixth grade. But continue doing that. Uh, and if you read your Bible every day up until the fall retreat, which was uh, it's a pretty big event we do, um, in November, if you read it every day, then it's 50% off for the retreat, which is a pretty good deal. Parents, hopefully you caught that. 50% off if they read their Bible every day, so maybe encourage them to read their Bible. And if you come to every crash uh, from now until the fall retreat, uh, then it's 50% off. And if you add those together, it could be free. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys are paying for it, so maybe parents, just make it a priority to be at crash. Make it a priority uh, to have them read their Bibles every day. Seem like good things to encourage your kids to do. So, And you can save money. What a deal. So uh, I think uh, what else? I always forget everything I'm supposed to speak on uh, through this. Yeah, I think that's it. So I'm going to invite Courtney Dobbs to come up. Oh, where's she at? She's hiding over there. Um, Courtney is, uh, she is a sophomore, so she's moving out of the 7th, 8th, ninth grade. Um, 
time. And so she's going to share a little bit about how she's grown into these core values as well. Real close. Cut off. <laughs> Hi, I am a rising 10th grader, and I'm going to be talking about my experience during my 7th through ninth grade time period with Crash and all that fun stuff. So um, number one is account accountable community, which is following Jesus with friends. And one way that I did that was mainly with Crash and uh, also had a lot of fun during um, our Sunday morning classes. Yeah, that was really great. And also um, during this school year, well, last school year, I had this friend who was like a hardcore type um, Catholic. Yeah. And uh, what we did, and what we uh, what we did was that we tried to have like a little group study going on at our school. But since I go to a public school, we couldn't do that. So instead, we like we just decided to meet up after school and like try to help each other build up our relationships with God. And we actually ended up inviting other people, and that was like a year-long thing. And um, since he's a ninth grader, then it's since he's a ninth grader, then it's like going to continue with that. So that's fun. Uh, thoughtful theology, which is understanding who God is and how he works. And another way I did that was during the local local, and we learned this thing called the four circles. And uh, num circle number one was how God created the world perfect. Number two was how people sinned and the world got all messed up. Number three was uh, us, restore, us restoring our relationship with God, but the only way to do that was with Jesus. And number four is now we can restore our relationships with others and help fix problems in the world. And um, another thing at the local local was that we got into groups and we practiced telling telling the, uh, spending the gospel with a stranger. And, like, we had a bunch of people, and they would sort of act out being a clueless person and us being, um, what is <laughs> and uh, us being followers of Jesus, we would tell them about that. And so now I am comfortable sharing the word of God with people that I don't really usually talk to or people who just don't understand who we are as Christians and what we do. Um, center, fo spirit, center focused spirituality, which is allowing Jesus to rule in your life. And um, one thing that I really struggled with the past like two, three years was um, I didn't really let God control things in my life. Like when it came to my schoolwork, I was always the type to say I can do this by myself. I would prefer to. Um, I would prefer to do my own thing instead of asking God because I guess I was headstrong that way. But with, with my friends and learning more about who God is and, you know, praying on it, I am now more open to say I need help and I can't do this on my own. So question for the big people. <laughs> uh, do you have a group of friends that you are following Jesus with? Because that's really important. Do you, are, how are you learning more about who God is and how he works? And is Jesus ruling all areas of your life? So now it's time for the offering. And we must give on to God as he has given to us. But as some people think, offering isn't just giving money. It is also giving your time, treasure, 
talent and temper, meaning like your your ambitions. Uh, so yeah, just think about what areas in your life you need to offer Jesus and allow him to rule. Thank you. Starting 10th grade, come on up. All right, and while they're coming up, um, we'll talk about the uh, three core values that we introduced in 10th grade. Um, Egalitarian ministry, kingdom vitality, and leadership velocity. Um, These are big words, so we're going to explain a little here. Um, Egalitarian ministry is just really using each of our unique gifts to further God's kingdom. Um, So the question is, how has God gifted you, and where are you using those gifts? Um, Kingdom vitality is uh, sharing life with people who don't yet know Jesus to invite them to know him. Um, So who are you sharing life with who does not yet know Jesus? And also, what's one aspect of this broken world that God is using you to bring healing to? Um, Then leadership velocity, leading others to become disciples, making disciples. Um, So the question's there, what does a disciple of Jesus look like, and how are you a disciple making disciple? Um, So not just following after Jesus in your own life, but also teaching others how to follow after Jesus, too. Um, So let's have these guys introduce themselves. Uh, Jason McSwain. Connor Haney. Courtney Dobbs. Cool. All right. So uh, in... Trying to think how to phrase this. Uh, someone someone made a critique of what we do with with youth ministry at one point, which was really helpful to me. Um, and they uh, basically the idea was if if uh, if you're a sophomore, junior, or senior in high school and you're not ready to lead for Jesus, Andrew, you kind of lose interest in them. And that's kind of true. Um, so that's and that that was a hard critique, and I had to think about that, but. Uh, in honesty, when you get to be a sophomore, when you get to be your guys' age, uh, you guys have, uh, you know, you've grown, you've learned a lot of stuff, and you're able to lead other people. And so most of the things that we do at church for 10th, 11th, 12th graders is really giving them leadership opportunities where they can pour out all the stuff that's been poured into them over the years. Uh, and I think about all, all the people just looking around the room this morning, thinking about all the people that have poured into maybe just these couple kids right here, but uh, as st- you know, all the years that you guys have been here, or maybe you've just been here real recently, like Donna's just real new to our church. Um, but all that stuff that's been poured in, it's time for you guys then to turn and pour that out into other people. So that's, that's what we see as a huge shift when you move into sophomore year. It's time to really focus on that. Uh, and so uh, one of the programs we have is it's called Huddles, uh, and that's something, uh, again, I think that's going to be common language in our church. It's just a, um, it's a model of discipleship where um, you, you're able to answer the question, what does a disciple of Jesus look like? And, and just a real clear and easy way to do that. Some of you guys have been in huddles. Some of you adults have. Some of you are in huddles right now. Uh, and you guys are invited into a huddle this fall along with other sophomore, junior, seniors. So Robin's got uh, some books for you guys. This is called Building the Discipleship Culture. And so it's the information that we teach through in, in the huddle. So 
Uh, so you guys are invited into that, but you're also invited in to lead. Uh, and leading with, uh, we have a lot of opportunities to lead with children in the church, so if you aren't already leading, that's what we really want you to, um, to be focused in on. And one thing, one thing we added this year uh, was an internship program for high school students. So anyone who's finished their sophomore, junior, senior year uh, that has been in a huddle, that's been trained up, uh, we, this last summer was our first time, uh, we uh, hired high school interns to be doing uh, work in the church, and it was awesome. It was just the greatest experience ever. So, well, maybe not ever, but it was really good. You know, I, I could think of some better things, I guess, but uh, it was really, really, really good. Uh, so we had college and high school interns building into kids uh, in our church and in our community all summer long. It was just so, it was just rich. It was wonderful. So uh, Nate Smith is going to come up. Uh, he has been in a huddle. He's going to be leading a huddle this fall. Uh, it's another requirement of the internship is you're in a huddle, you learn, and then in the summer, you know, you're employed by the church, and then in the fall, you then lead a huddle. So you're leading high school students, not just children. So he was in a huddle and internship, and we asked him to speak to that experience. Hey, can you guys, everybody hear me well? Good. All right. Well, hi, I'm Nate Smith, and I am here to talk about the huddle experience and summer internship. Uh, first off, I just want to say that my summer internship was a blast. No pun intended. Eat it. Children Ministries is called blast. All right, all right. So, um, although some days I was exhausted uh, from all the work that we did, every night whenever I would lay down, I'd realize that I had fun with what I did, and I loved what I did that day. Um, myself and my fellow interns poured into the children and youth in College Hill day in and day out. But what most people don't know about the internship is that, um, although it was very important that we poured into the children, we were also getting poured into ourselves. And uh, we, were, we were asked to grow, and, and grow we did. Um, we were challenged and forced to use our spiritual gifts um, with each other because we were put in teams. Um, when we were each in these teams, we were each able to contribute our specific gift to achieve our goal. See, spiritual gifts are really hard to realize. Um, I think that the best way to realize what your spiritual gift is is to just put yourself in a situation. Um, I find that spiritual gifts will naturally rise up, and you, you can rise to the occasion and uh, complete the task. Because what better way to find if you're good at something than to just jump in, do it, and then find out afterwards. That, I mean, that's what I think. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Uh, for example, this summer I learned that I'm really good at talking to kids. Just sitting down with them and actively engaging in conversation. See, who knew that what I got detentions for in elementary school was going to help God? Like, that's what I, I, don't think, I don't think my parents saw that coming. But I definitely know that God saw it coming, and he sure revealed that to me this summer. Uh, not only did the internship show me my gifts, but it also helped me become a better leader and a better follower. Uh, working with a group is hard, and leading a group is most likely harder. And each intern this summer had an opportunity to lead our group. But leading wasn't really that hard for us, and we had guidance, which leads me to my next topic, our huddles. Um, there's a simple thing that we learned in the huddles, and it is, I do, you watch, 
I do, you help, you do, I help, and then you do, I watch. And that is a simple teaching and a simple leading strategy that we learn through our huddles. Um, throughout our internships, uh, the things we learned in our huddles kept popping back up. And they, they, kept, they, were, they proved to be extremely helpful in leading and in m- multiple other instances. So we are having more huddles. Yes. All right. So exciting. So I want to invite all of y'all to join a huddle, as well as anybody out there who, you know, wants to join a huddle. Like, you can start your own. I'm not really tripping about it. That would be cool. Um, so now... Just like the summer has challenged me, I'm going to challenge you with these three questions. Um, How has God gifted you, and where are you using those gifts? Um, Who are you sharing life with, and who does not yet know Jesus? And what is one aspect of this broken world that God is using you to bring healing to? And what does a disciple of Jesus look like? How are you a disciple making disciples? I think those are really hard questions, and I think that we are all ready to face them. So now, I'm going to invite Pastor Drew up to do his pastor thing. (laughs) Do that pastor thing. I don't know why I'm redundant today. I think everybody else has done the pastor thing just beautifully in uh, homage to our uh, the focus of our day. I'll uh, pull up the passage this way. It's in Mark chapter 10. And I think we'll do this a little, we've done this one, you know, backwards. What we've just experienced is what this passage says. And they were bringing children to him, to Jesus, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. See, children, they sort of get unruly, you know, I mean, they get messy, you know. And first century especially, children couldn't participate in what was going on, was the thought. Jesus knew otherwise. And if we haven't seen that, if we haven't heard that, how the Spirit of God is at work in children according to the way of the kingdom, if you haven't been convicted in your own life by the the stories we've heard of these children, then you weren't listening. You, You, like the disciples in Jesus' day, Sort of thought, well, children, they're nice, we'll help them, they're cute. But you weren't hearing the Spirit through them. I mean, i got to wonder, yeah, who are the people in my life that I'm really pouring into that don't know Jesus? real challenge working in the church is you surround yourself with people that know Jesus. And, you know, they're already going to heaven. What about the people who are going to hell who are around me? That's a real, I was convicted by that, Shalem. Good word, thank you. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant 
and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. i got to wonder if we pulled up those over 20 years old and brought them up with stair steps, would we have the same stories as the children had to share with us today? Do you have a community around you that really does challenge you, that you, that you meet with, that is countercultural to the world that's around you like Courtney did? No? Are you willing to jump into things saying, man, I might fail, but I'll learn. I'll learn that's not my gift. And I'm here to testify He was honest when he said he'll jump in. And if he fails, he'll learn. That's not his gift. Will will you learn and practice the joy of the Lord no matter what? No matter if you don't know what's going to happen with your house. And you see your parents going crazy trying to take care of moving into a house like Elizabeth shared with us just a little bit, which was enough. I'm sure Brian and Missy are thankful that she shared just a little bit. You know, but to say, you know, how do I live in the joy of the Lord? How, how do I, as I've experienced grace, extend that grace to people that hurt me? Man, kingdom of God belongs to them. And then Jesus says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. The sermon today was a word to us. Not that the children need to grow up, but maybe we need to grow down. How are ways that you've grown up too much? How are ways that you've grown too mature? And that you need to become like a child. I mean, the word Jesus says isn't this is a really good option, this will give you nice advanced degrees in the kingdom. He said, unless we become like children, we're not entering it. It's a pretty strong word, and what a beautiful expression we've had today. Beautiful illustrations, one after another, that for us to become like a child, to enter into the kingdom. Yeah, to, 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 to be honest, to, to, to pursue, to share Jesus' love with others, to just dive in and be willing to, to, to fail find the people around us that we can connect with. Man, what what beautiful. And then finally, Jesus took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. So as we we close in prayer, um, I want us to do that. I want us to really just... uh, I want to welcome um, all the the, the children who are um, 18 years old and under to come forward. Go ahead. I know it'll be chaotic. But I want you all you know, to come forward. And, and as you're, you're, you're coming forward, I want us to, to celebrate the ways that... We'll see if the platform will hold us all. All the ways that, that God's Spirit is at work that we've heard today. That it's not...
you know, not, uh, not just you know, caring for uh, children, but, but teaching them and blessing them and leading them in. And I bet a number of you are like, man, I think I want to start kindergarten um, all over and go through this from kindergarten to, uh, to 18. Oh, good. The kindergartners are here. Y'all can come down and join us if you want, Marissa. Yeah. And, and you know, while they're here, too, uh, you know, we, we celebrate. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful today. But we also, you know, lament that, that we want all the children of our city to be encountering Jesus like this. You know, we, we, and we, we recognize, you know, that that's not the, the case even in our own community, in our own city. We, we, we lament that and we long for that. And we, we lament and we long for ways that we can become like children to follow after Jesus. And did you see how quickly they got up here? You know, if, if there are people over 25 out there and I say, let's everybody move up in the pew, you'd act like I'd say, give, you, give me $1,000 or something. I mean, nobody moves. But uh, like a child, you know, we, we hear the... The, the word of our heavenly Father, and we act. So, thank you for that. I'm going to ask that we all stand up, if you're able. And we'll, we'll seek God's blessing. Um, oh, and while, while we're doing that, um, two other people I want to have come up here. One is Bethany Custer. I know I saw her earlier, but Bethany is one who is heading to Montenegro for the year. I think she shared with us already, and stuff's been in, um, hot off the press, but you leave Wednesday. 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 So one of those in terms of missional, um, uh, what's the word for missional what? What's, missional centrality, thank you. Yep, and that's, she's taking that seriously and heading out to Montenegro on Wednesday for um, the year, right? Yes, yes, so pray for her. And finally, one who is a child at heart. Um, uh, Janice McLemore, come on up. I figured this would be the best way to get you to come up surrounded by children. Because uh, you know, she is, is officially retired from the church staff. And um, uh, we have a, a wonderful opportunity to welcome her and love on her. Um, come on, Janice, you've got to come right up here. Yeah, you're not going to stand there. <laughs> And, um, and so we'll, yes, yes. And even, even with a torn meniscus, she takes her knee. Um, but, but we'll get a chance to um, just uh, love on her in, a, uh, in the fireside room after the service. So I invite you to come to that. All right. Now, let's, uh, let's pray together. Invite you to extend your hands, both of giving but also receiving. Um, blessing from God's gift of these children um, to us and to um, our world. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for Jesus who taught us, to, who taught us to, to learn from all who are around us. And we, we thank you for the gift of this day, for the, the children who are, and the youth and the young at heart who are here who you are preparing and who you have gifted and who you are already sending out. And as you tell us, a little child shall lead them. So these children are leading us today. That we pray 
Almighty God, for your Holy Spirit to be at work filling them, gifting them, showing them the ministry you have for them, protecting them on this journey, protecting them from the evil one and the, the temptations of this world and, and from the sin even within them, that they would heed your word and, and continue to be bathed and abide in you and be about your mission together. And we pray that you will continue to proclaim your truth through them to us. Open our eyes, our ears, soften our hearts to hear your truth as you teach us through them. We particularly lift up Bethany to you as she leaves this week. We pray that particularly for her, that she would be um, strengthened, uh, that she would be bold in the witness that you have called her to, that indeed she would be learning and, and growing, that the team would form and she would see as she learns from this what her gifts are and what they aren't, and that you give fruitfulness to her ministry. And we thank you for Janice. We thank you for the many gifts that you have given to her, for a character that longs to serve and to celebrate the child like faith in all of us. Thank you for her, and we pray your, your blessing and your sending her to the, the next chapter of ministry that you have for her. And now we all join in one voice in our prayer to be your church without walls, that we all together would be about your tasks for us. Dear God, make us into your community for your glory. Connect us in Jesus no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate you no matter the circumstances. We need you, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.